It's impossible. That's right. Impossible for Florida State to compete long-term in the ACC. Not my words, although maybe I share that sentiment. Those were the words of Florida State's athletic director, Michael Alford, on a Friday afternoon. You know, Ira Schofel, managing editor of Warchant.com, Gene Williams, founder, administrator of Warchant.com. Guys, we know in this business that usually Friday is reserved for news dumps, not bombs to be dropped. <laughs> and that's what happened today as Michael Alford presented, as is custom, to the FSU Board of Trustees. But Ira, there was much more than just a catchy two-line quote or two-word quote. Fill us in on, on what happened today as the athletic director at Florida State spoke to the university's board of trustees. Yeah, as you said, this was not a typical address from the athletics director to the board of trustees. Usually it's about five or 10 minutes and he'll kind of talk about what teams are doing and what's coming up on the horizon for the different athletic programs. Sometimes they'll talk about bigger picture uh, topics, but this was uh, a bombshell. As you said, uh, Michael Alford came out swinging. He basically explained how uh, poor the payouts are in the ACC compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. He talked about the changing landscape in college athletics where you've got the Pac-12 and the Big 12 scrambling right now. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen there or, or some or is the Pac-12 going to get the TV deal they want if they don't? Do some of those schools get gobbled up by the Big 12 and the Big Ten? And and then you have the SEC and the, and the Big Ten scheduled to get payouts of 70 to $80 million per year per school in their new deals, whereas the ACC schools are only getting 40 to $42 million a year. And basically just said that this is not, to your quote, this is not sustainable. Florida State wants to be a premier athletic program. It can't do that and compete nationally if it's getting $30 million less per year. This is all stuff we know. This is stuff you and, and G Jeff have been talking about on your show. Gene's been complaining about it on Warchant.com for years. It's nothing new, but it is new for the athletic director of Florida state to go in front of the board of trustees on a meeting that's broadcast on, on the internet and will be written about uh, by every media outlet, probably that covers the ACC for him to say these things publicly is a huge deal. And uh, I think it, it tells us something, something's coming uh, down the pike. Yeah. Gene, what does this say to you? Uh, again, this is a public forum. Uh, if people weren't able to watch this, which, you know, uh, our own warchant.com, we monitor these things. Uh, this would still be public record, state record. These, they know it's going to get out. In short, when this conversation happens on the board at the board of trustees level, what does that say to you about what's going on right now between Florida State and its uh, the decisions they're making about their future? Yeah, as Ira said, this is the first time publicly FSU's really said anything about this. They've hinted here and there about it, but never anything on this kind of a stage. And it's something that's been discussed ad nauseum on War Chant, on Jeff Cameron's show, and our various offerings, and you know, message boards, social media, going on and on and on. But FSU's always been had, you know, we think the head in the sand when it comes to the revenue disparity and all the problems going on. So the fact that Michael Alford threw this out on a public forum like this. And not coincidentally, and I pointed this out to me, they had the ACC meetings a couple of weeks ago. I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened after that. I think a lot of times we always hear about how FSU works behind the scenes with the ACC to get these things done. You know, the notorious thing is the officiating. Years and years they work behind the scenes. Don't say anything publicly and you see the same product. It seems to me like FSU is kind of getting fed up with whatever feedback they're getting from the ACC, what they're getting from their network partner in ESPN that's not satisfactory. They're pointing out these revenue disparities and what FSU brings in. It was a coincidence. If you go back and look and we pulled this clip out of Michael after you go, you go to war chant TV and watch about whatever, 10, 15 minutes when he talks about this, the first part of this is all a sales pitch. It's like he's pitching to the big 12 pitching to the sec. 
Big Ten. Here's what we have. Look at our TV ratings. Look how we're number one in the ACC. Look at how many watermark games we've had, and that is what they call four million or more viewers in a game. It's a kind of the threshold TV really likes to look at. We've had 17 of those since 2014. What was staggering to me, they said that Florida State, if you just plugged them right now in the SEC or the Big Ten, they would be number three in both of those conferences in terms of revenue generated. Elite conferences of Florida State's in the top three? Yeah, That's a something. So obviously they were making a pitch to these other conferences and then saying, here's our current status quo in the ACC. It's not going to work. So I think they're stirring the pot. They want something to happen. And I think at this point, the next part of this is make the, put this out publicly. Yeah, Ira, Gene, you guys both know this on social media, Michael Alford. Anytime there's a chance to pump up Florida State's brand from a rating standpoint or, or value standpoint, He'll either quote tweet the institution, come up with his own numbers based upon internal research, things like that. And that's more of an indirect way to approach this mm-hmm. issue about, you know, the next steps that need to be taken. It ain't indirect anymore. It, here, here are some quotes. Here's the first one today. This one's a little bit longer. Uh, but the sentiment, guys, is all right there in front of you that you have to do something. We have to drive – we drive the media value in the ACC, in this conference. At the end of the day, if something is not done, we cannot be, simply cannot be, $30 million behind every year compared to our peers. That's me paraphrasing, but you can read the quote right there. Ira, your thoughts and reaction to this kind of pointed language being used. It's not just about bringing it up. He brought it up and then some today, did Michael Alford. Yeah. And so, you know, I think when you look at the big picture of where Florida State is and, and where the ACC is and, and what their options are, you know, the the thing that came up at that meeting a couple of weeks ago that Gene mentioned was they talked officially as a, as a conference, they talked about uneven revenue sharing and the idea of uh, giving the schools that invest more in football and the schools that, that bring in more revenue in football, giving them a larger piece of the pie. And so right now, if Florida State's getting $42 million a year, every school's getting that. The argument from Florida State and Clemson and probably one or two other schools is we should be getting more. We should be getting a larger percentage. And Michael Offord used a couple numbers that I haven't heard him throw out there before. He said that Florida State brings in 15% of the revenue for that television deal. If you look at all the numbers and the metrics that Florida State brings in for ESPN, they're bringing in $15 million of that revenue. But when the payouts come, every school gets 7%. So the, the disparity there is, is immense. And I think just you know, calculating on the top of our head, instead of getting $42 million, Florida State maybe would get 70 or $80 million a year. And cl- same thing with Clemson, whereas the BCs and the Wake Forest and some of those schools might only get 15 or $20 million a year. But as you can imagine, that didn't go over really well over in Charlotte at the ACC meetings. And I think from, from what I was hearing uh, over the last couple of weeks is, they couldn't even get schools to agree to even smaller amounts of uneven revenue sharing. So I think what you have today is a culmination of two things. One is the frustration from FSU that, look, this is nothing. They're they're never going to do anything because they feel like they've got us chained down with this grant of rights and this television contract, which goes through 2036. Well, we're letting everybody know that we're not going to just take it. The other side of it is, as you as as you guys said, they're they're le- they're painting the picture of how attractive Florida State is, and that if they get an offer, because that conversation came up too. Yep. One of the board members asked, "So w- is it even feasible for us to get out of the ACC?" And the general counsel, Carolyn Egan, and Michael Alford said, "Well, yeah, it probably cost us about one hundred twenty million dollars." They didn't get into the fact that the grant of rights is is a legal document too, 
that they'd have to work through. But the fact that they were, you know, it wasn't just saber rattling. I think they're letting people know, the other conferences know, yeah, if the ACC is not going to do anything and they're letting the ACC know, if you're not going to do anything, we're going to pursue this. And now where that goes from here, we'll have to see. But but that was really strong. That that exchange there where you have a board of trustees member asking, what would it cost to get us out of this conference? And the general counsel giving a number and putting a number on it. Uh, that's, I mean, I just, I, you don't see that in public very often. That was that was kind of shocking. Even though I was I was stunned. It's funny you brought that up. I was stunned the whole thing. And then when that exchange happened right at the end of that part, I'm like, holy! I mean, this is this is message board talk. This isn't what a board of, board athletic director is going to talk to. Yep. You know, the board of direct the board of trustees. That just doesn't happen at any school at any time. So no, that was that was incredibly significant. But I do think I, it's curious, and it was one of the first questions I saw on our message board was it's interesting that the grant of rights part of it was not brought up and I'm guessing that's just a really negotiable type of thing with ESPN and some others. And obviously if you're going from hypothetically, if you go from the ACC to the SEC, another ESPN property, then there's obviously some stuff you can probably do there to work some of that out. So, I mean, that was curious to me. And the other thing I want to get your guys thoughts on, he was bringing up Mike Alford did about changes that are very likely coming with the big 12 and the PAC. Pac-12 about how they're probably going to take a couple of their teams. He said possible more Big Ten uh, expansion. And he said that he talked about that opening windows. Yep. To me, that opening of windows means Florida State could crawl out that window that is the <laughs> crappy house of the ACC to go to the mansion, which is the SEC or the Big Ten down the road. But I, I nothing I've seen in the contracts, and we don't have all of them. We don't have the ACC's contract with ESPN. We don't know what they all say. Exactly. But I've never heard that there might be, was he hinting you think that there's an out if enough of this stuff, crazy stuff happens and Florida State can sneak out that window? I don't know, but it's clear he they want to, they want to, they want to crawl out of this gated community or yeah. they want to crawl in. They want to scale the They're gate. They're in the slums. They want out. Yeah. <laughs> to Peter and uh, old um, Jim Phillips uh, commentary from the ACC kickoff. There's an outer gate and then an inner gate, <laughs> an inner gate with a hat that has a 24-hour security guard. Yeah, we all know. We've all seen those. I come from the Clearwater area. I've seen a lot of those neighborhoods. I, I don't. I don't think. And sorry to cut you off, Tom. About answering Gene's question, I don't. I don't know that there's an out specifically for the ACC if these yeah. other conferences start having discussions. But I think his point is, I think he's probably just letting everybody know, hey, if you guys are going to do this dance. Don't forget about Florida We're State. We're here, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's uh, you know because because that what's probably going to happen. And the other underlying subtext to all of this is everybody knows the Big Ten and the, and the SEC are, are the power two right now. And you know if if the Pac-12 is going to falter, maybe Washington and Oregon or a couple of those schools, maybe they go to the Big Ten, and then maybe a couple of those other schools go to the Pac-12. Well, the SEC isn't going to like the idea of the Big Ten getting bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And, hey, and and I think we all know Florida State would like to be in the SEC. If they have a choice between the Big Ten and the SEC, the SEC is where Florida State belongs. Now they have to – I think part of this is convincing the SEC, hey, if the Pac-12 is going to crumble and the Big Ten is going to get bigger, you need us before the Big Ten decides they want a school in Florida. Well, and that's a good point because, you know, ESPN does not want that to happen. They do not want the Big Ten and Fox to get a foothold right. in the state of Florida. So they will – I think that's a lever, some leverage you have. I'd start a discussion right now. Call up the Big Ten. It's go. let's just have some meetings just to make ESPN a little nervous. 
Well, look, I mean, here's what it is. This is negotiating in the public. That's exactly what they're doing right now, because if the other institutions in the ACC don't want to restructure the way that the payout is going to all member institutions, then Florida State's leaving the ACC. It's done. It's in the past. And that's this second quote from Michael Alford, which is quite simply, it's impossible. It was an exchange between he and Board of Trustees Chair Peter Collins in which they were opining how difficult it would be. I'm sure that they were just thinking about it off the top of their head. It had not been prepared at all before, but they're opining on how difficult it could be for Florida State long-term to be successful if the payout structure in the ACC is the same. Peter Collins, the chairman of the board, says probably very near impossible. And Michael Alford's response, oh, it, it's impossible. Two words, plain and simple. So the status quo doesn't do enough. That's, that is the baseline fact for Florida State and them wanting to compete in the mid to long term. So it's not going to stay the same. Florida State's going to do something. The question is now, who hears this clarion call, guys, right? is it, That's what this is about. Florida State is sending signals loud and clear to the world on public record that Florida State is up for grabs. And now where does it go from here? That's probably the hard part. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. And that's the thing that we all have to kind of wait and see, right, Ira? Yeah, and I think the first thing with the with the ACC, the first step of this is, and I, and I don't know that uneven revenue sharing. I don't think anybody at FSU or any of us think that that's the long-term solution, that that's going to make everything okay. And that the, the ACC is going to be just rolling around, rolling along 10 to 15 years from now. It's at best a short-term fix. It maybe keeps the conference intact for a few more years, maybe, or, or, or maybe a couple years, whatever it is. It, it's a, it's a short-term fix. But if you're FSU, you're saying to the ACC, you guys won't even do that. Like yeah. you won't even keep. So you want to keep what's 50, 50 You want to keep your fifteen percent of the ACC contract. But to Gene's point, would you rather have fifteen percent? Would you rather have seven percent? Or, 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 excuse me, they want to keep their seven percent of the ACC contract. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have seven percent of the ACC contract for a couple more years, or maybe three percent of it for, or four yeah. percent of it for for ten years? Yeah. You know, or. Because if Florida State leaves, if if Florida State challenges the grant of rights, and this is the the one thing none of us knows for sure, Gene's in the turn. Gene Gene has a law degree, and he can't tell us because we haven't seen all the documents from the from ESPN in the conference, so we don't know exactly how hard it will be to get out of that grant of rights. 
But if Florida State feels like they can, and there's any concern that they can, and the, the public uh, dialogue right now is it'll just be a prolonged legal fight. Nobody knows exactly how sure the courts may end up having to decide it. But if you're one of those other schools, you have to decide, is it worth risking letting them start that fight and us being stuck in the shambles of a conference? I don't even, is it even a conference anymore at that point? Does no, ESPN no, still no. have a deal well, with this conference? It's it's the AAC. I think that what happens is you would have to, it would have to be restructured, right? If Clemson, let's just say Clemson FSU leaves, it's the AAC effectively. So you would ESPN restructure a new deal with them. They rebrand it, however they want to call it. Oh, and North Carolina and Virginia would be at the Big Ten in a heartbeat. Yeah. If Florida State and Clemson, well, North Carolina, bolted, yeah, yeah, two big North Carolina, schools. yeah, North Carolina, Virginia, two uh, flagship schools, great academics, they would be in the Big Ten in a heartbeat. They, big Ten tried to get them before. So, yeah, it's done. And I think that's a great point. I think that's what the ACC needs to push to these smaller schools. Look, we get it. It's short term. The ACC in its current iteration is not going to be around. I mean, in 10 plus years, it's not going to be there. They need to accept that. But like you said, Ira, I mean, Clemson and Florida State, if they bolt the next couple of years, you guys are screwed. You could be left out hanging. And ESPN's not going to be happy with them either if they fight everybody on this too. So I think you can get ESPN in your corner too, especially if they're going to the SEC. It's only going to help ESPN in that regard. So I, I think that's the point that has to be made to the Wake Forest, the Syracuse, the BCs, those teams. Like, you better play ball or you may be left out totally cold. In five, six years, you could be left out nowhere. You could have to go to the Sunbelt Conference. Yeah, that's uh, on the opinion side of things in the JCS when um... – when Oklahoma and Texas had arranged their settlement to leave a year earlier from the Big 12 to go to the SEC, and they put a figure on what it would cost for one year for both institutions to make it happen. It was $100 million against future disbursements, so they didn't have to cut a check out of their back pocket. Mm. I thought, personally, for the first time, Florida State now has a better definition of what it takes to get out of the ACC, at least when you're talking about precedent. So there's something there, there's a figure to work with, what I didn't know, guys, was that $120 million was something that they had already crystallized in their own private meetings about exiting the ACC. From there, it comes down to the grant of rights. But, Gene, you know this with contracts and law and settlements. All you're doing, every day you get closer to the expiration of the grant of rights, the settlement figure gets lower and lower and lower and becomes more feasible for Florida State to come up with the money to pay an exit fee because they're not going to renew it at 2036. This puppy's done. They're never they're never extending that one one more day, Gene. So my question to you as as a legal mind would be, would you agree with that assessment that it gets cheaper for Florida State to leave the ACC every day that we get closer to 2036 and probably 4 or 5 years from now if the ACC wanted to play hardball, it's much more reasonable to assume that they can afford whatever it costs to leave. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. You know, unfortunately, you got 13 years left on this thing. So it does. I mean, there's a lot of money going through there. Um, you know, what it would be worth. I mean, I've seen a figure thrown out. It could be like $700 million basing the rights. So, I mean, that's a little problematic. But to your point, Tom, if that is the precedent laid, and let's say hypothetically, you're $40 million in the ACC, you're $80 million in the, the SEC. If you're paying $40 million each year for your loss of grant rights, you're, it's basically a wash and you're a better conference anyway. Um, so in the long term, that might be the way to go. And that's a threat Florida State's got to make to the ACC to try to get them to negotiate. So Florida State's probably not paying 100% of the value on that because I think 
ESPN will work with them. ESPN will work with the smaller schools to restructure whatever they need to do to give them a good deal going forward so they're protected. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this will be – it's going to be – we'll see if it's negotiated behind the scenes, but if the ACC plays hardball and they just go, screw you, you sign this long-term contract, we're holding your foot to the fire, then it probably will go to the courts. And, again, that's a risk to everybody, risk to right. ESPN, risk to all those ACC schools. Do you want to roll the dice in the courts and you might lose big time? Ira, I'll give the uh, final question and answer uh, portion of this to you. But before I do, everybody hit the like button, subscribe to WarChan TV. It's absolutely free. We're going to document this whole ride. And we know that this is a roller coaster. It's just like Space Mountain. It's in the dark. We don't know which direction it's going, when it's going, but we can't wait to document all of these happenings. And you never know. It might be a quiet Friday in February when these kinds of issues <laughs> just pop up out of nowhere. So, Ira, I'll ask you generally. What the heck happened today? You know, what what is Florida State's design as they're looking at the chessboard and they make this move? Is it to create more uh, legal documents and, and on the record statements if they want to fight this in the courts? Is it they're playing hardball with the ACC? Is it they're calling out to the SEC and the Big Ten for expansion? All of the above. What, what do you think happened today? Well, and real quick, first, I just want to mention that uh, we have a story up from the meeting that's up on the website at warchant.com. People can go read that for a little bit more background on the things we're talking about, and we'll have more coverage coming. Uh, Gene and I, you know, Corey, we'll be working the phones. We'll get more information, and we'll provide it uh, on the website as well uh, throughout the weekend and going forward. But um, I think one of the two or three things is happening right now, in my opinion. One is Florida State already feels confident that they can challenge the grant of rights and that this is basically putting it on the record that we're we're available for the taking and we're willing to fight that fight over the grant of rights. They've had their attorneys. We know for a fact that Florida State's attorneys have been working, examining the grant of rights. Other schools in the conference, conference have been doing it as well, looking at the grant of rights, trying to, to figure out whether or not there is a loophole or way for them to get out with li limited damages. So that's been going on. So either they feel good about that, and that's one of the things we're going to be trying to find out here over the next few days. Either they feel good about that, and they're basically letting everybody know we're ready to, to go whenever you make an offer, or this is a threat to you know, kind of a veiled threat to the ACC that not a veil, but it, kind of a threat to the ACC that you guys, these other schools, have to step up, have to meet some of our demands for us to even consider staying here. Yeah. And 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 that that may be two separate discussions like those two, two things could operate independently the other possibility is then and we don't have any indication of this but it's possible they may already know there's an offer out there and they may be kind of letting the other schools know hey we're ready to jump because if enough schools the one thing we all believe and, and again gene maybe could speak to this more but if we all believe legally if enough schools want to leave as I said, if FSU and Clemson want to go to the SEC, if North Carolina and Virginia want to go to the, the Big Ten, if there's another couple of schools, once you get to a num a num the right yeah. number of schools wanting to leave, now the grant of rights is no longer an issue at all. So at the very least, they're sending messages to everybody else. There's also a possibility they may know what the colds they they hold, the cards they hold, and uh, that's one of the things we're going to see quickly. But but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that this was this was not just talk. This is not just saber rattling. There's there's means behind this this message. And I think uh to the point you know you guys were making earlier, I just think it, it means that the, the days are short for the ACC, whether that's one year, two years, probably not going to be a whole lot more than that. 
Yeah, that's uh, my old mob suggestion to this uh, and solution to this problem was you sit down the Syracuses, the Wakes, and the Boston College in the room, and you say, who wants the settlement check for your vote to disband the conference? Yeah. <laughs> whether you like it or not, your money's gone. It's just a matter of when. So you either play ball now or you play ball later. And one, and one last thing – sorry, one last thing on that. While it might sound inconceivable to hear that why would any school go along with it, there is one thing at play – the entire landscape of, of college sports is changing. We all know that between NIL, the the legal battle in California that Michael Alford also talked about today with which, you know, there's talk about maybe letting uh, student athletes be employees of schools. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some reckoning of which schools even want to be a part of big league college football in the future because they don't have the NIL money. They don't want to have students be employees. They want to be more like a traditional college football, mid, um, you know, I guess, uh, menu or, or, um, venue. And so those schools may decide on their own. They may be deciding in their own right now. This isn't what we want to be anyway. So let's take our checks and go move on and be more like the old school model, because we think there's going to be a lot of schools that decide to do that. I don't think any of us think Vanderbilt or Wake Forest or some of those schools want to play this kind of football. Mm -hmm. So that when that, as that reckoning is coming, that may help some of those schools make that decision. I think that's something again, in the, in the subtext to pay, to pay attention to. Enjoy your nickels and dimes while you can, Wake Forest. That's <laughs> what's going on here with ACC and Florida State. Big news out of FSU today with Athletic Director Michael Alford. Read more about it right now, warchant.com. We'll put the link underneath this video. Hit a like before you leave. Subscribe to our channel. It's absolutely free. For Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of warchant.com, on the top right, the top left, Irish O'Fell, our managing editor who has at the forefront of this story. My name is Tom Lang. We will speak to you next time on WarChant TV. Who the heck knows what Florida State's future is, but we'll find out together.